Hey, 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 welcome to Getting Deep with Sandeep. Uh, welcome to the second part of my interaction with Max. So you heard our conversation. That was the first part. And this uh, episode is the continuation of my interaction with Max. So I hope you have a good time listening to this uh, uh, podcast and uh, enjoy listening. Right. Like right. It, it used to be to write a song was like so difficult. Uh-huh. Like I remember, I remember when I was working at Riptide Music, I, I was really trying to get better at songwriting. So and, when did you start writing songs? You know, I would, I would write little ditties on guitar when I was a kid, but like, um, I really started writing songs around like 21, 22. 21. And what, what do you, what, what, when you write stuff, what do you write about? I mean, all sorts of things. Uh, mostly mostly personal stuff right yeah a lot of it's like personal personal stuff like i write about you know relationships i write about (laughs) a lot about a lot about relationships like my my new ep right it's called um insignificant insignificant what ep what's ep um it stands for extended play extended play. it's like not a full it's not like a full album it's Uh like it's like a a smaller album it's like you know five or six songs um this one's six songs. I'm releasing it as singles. Mm-hmm. I've already released a couple, but it's the theme. It's called Insignificant Others. So you know you have your significant other. Ah. Yes. Insignificant Others. It's oh, nice. kind of about, you know, girls nice. I've dated. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. okay. Is, oh, this, is yeah. this what is a Mr. Max project? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm saving Mr. Max project, and you got to remind me because uh, I want to ask. I want to delve more into Mr. Max project. But <laughs> okay. But um, so you were around 19. All these events happened. You were like, "Hey, you got to follow your dream." Uh-huh. And bachelors of history got over USC. And how did you land your first job? Uh, no. So you worked. Uh, yeah, at the pyramid. <laughs> the pyramid and uh, and then won a center for a bit and then what how did reptile happen <laughs> <laughs> so that that's an interesting story as well yeah the, the how did the pyramid thing happen by the way that sounds more interesting the pyramid scheme they, who, who introduced you, they you to that usually happen through craigslist oh damn yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, if you, all right, all right, if yeah. you look on craigslist for a job you, you're, you're gonna find a ton of pyramid schemes right. oh damn yeah okay. yeah um okay yeah but yeah. uh yeah, so he's like a happy guy trying to get you to sell energy drinks or whatever the fuck or life right. insurance policies. Right. Right. I mean I was uh, I was uh, pulled into one as well. Nice. I nice. never It's a rite of passage. Yeah, I never I never had the courage to really go and sell anything. You never rebrand you never rebranded. But I just someone uh, I I know he got me into it and I I don't want to name him but I, he got me into it and I uh, I bought the product. Oh, shit. He, he was he was selling me the product and then he wanted me to you know ask more people to get into it and yeah and i bought, bought the product because you know i anyway have to buy similar products elsewhere and i'm i don't know the people pleaser in me i'm like you know what yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you i like you just because i like you you know what i spend this extra money because you know yeah <laughs> and uh but I could not sell it to anyone else because I was like, no, the world knows about it and I don't want to go and sell this to others. I, I, I don't know. I felt a little. 
I think awkward. Yeah, a little sleazy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sell yourself, sell your soul to like. You know. I mean, I would. I like to sell. I, 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 as in the salesman in me. Yeah, I would yeah. like to sell, but not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not Herbalife or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, like something that I at least like selling. Or believe in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah if you have a product that you think is going to help people, it's it's way easier yeah. to sell. Yeah. Or if it's, you know it's a quality product. <laughs> but, you know. that, that requires talent if it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's that <laughs> rebranding yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be a salesman, too, if I'm selling something I believe in. <laughs> but rebranding is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Rebranding. <laughs> rebranding. Yeah, trying to sell a life insurance policy to, like... <laughs> and we all target our family, family, family friends first, family and relatives and close ones. Yeah, I didn't get that far. I never... <laughs> I don't think I ever, I never right, tried. Right. I had a couple meetings. Right, right. I had a meeting with like, I think my roommate at the time. And he was like giving me this look of like, why the fuck did you drag this? <laughs> to me? Why are you wasting my time? The guy I worked for underneath, right. like the guy who got me the job was like an older guy, like in his fifties. Right. But the guy who was like training me. Right. Um, it was like the guy's son. Right. So I thought I was going to be working for some 50 year old guy. And like, I was 23 at the time and like right. his son was like 24. So I'm like working for a dude, like basically my age. <laughs> right. And he's like, right. I think he was like really into like world of Warcraft or something. So he had, like, <laughs> like his whole life, like he would, I don't want to talk shit. He was, he was a chill guy. But yeah, chill guy, I, chill guy. It's okay. But I think he would like play world of Warcraft and like just pound monster energy drinks and, like, <laughs> and just like cold call and fucking try to sell life insurance policies. <laughs> It seems like quite the life, but I remember, like, you know, they get you to, they're just trying to get meetings, right? Right. So he was like, okay, can we get a meeting with your dad? And, like, you know, my dad's, like, a fucking corporate lawyer. And so, like, I'm like, all right. And so it's like, and I have to sit there and observe, and I'm, like, watching, like, a 24-year-old dude talk to, like, my 60-year-old. Oh, he did that? That that happened? And the dude dude was, like, kind of nervous. Like, he's sitting there, he's like, we offer these financial products. And my dad's, like, looking at him, like. Yeah, dad like probably I litigate like yeah. for like this. Yeah, dad probably was like, you know, I'm just doing you a favor, spending some time with you, yeah, and yeah. being nice to he, you. He was doing me a favor, yeah, yeah, and to your friend, you know, kid, you know, let let me yeah. motivate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him my friend. No, he was a nice guy, but like we weren't really friends. Like, it was like he was training, he was right. trying to make money off right, me. Right, right, right. Nice guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, everyone's trying to. I mean, even the guy who introduced me is a nice guy. I mean, but. Yeah, just because you're part of a pyramid scheme doesn't mean you're yeah, yeah. And 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 that doesn't also mean that we can't talk about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna name anything. I'm not gonna name okay, you. Enough, enough, enough about the, the yeah. pyramid. Right, yeah. a short chapter in my life. I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but that would, seems to be the can, biggest chapter in our podcast. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. let's move on to uh, to your uh, you landing the reptile. How did that happen? Okay. Okay. Um. So that's a more interesting story. So yeah. my. I knew I wanted to do music. My brother worked in advertising, and he uh. licensed music from Riptide. He was licensing music from them, and he, this guy, his name's Alan. Um, my brother was licensing music from him, and he said, "Hey, like, mm-hmm. I'll license this music for you." It was kind of like a quid pro quo, like, right. um, but I want you to consider meeting with my brother. He's interested in the music industry. So, what do you mean? Al- by, I'm sorry. Um, what do you mean by quid pro quo? It means like doing, like I'll do this for you if you do this for me. It's like ah, doing something, okay. expecting something in return. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. So um, he he agreed, and like I got this guy's Alan's email, and I emailed him. I'm like, hey, dude, like I just want to, you know, meet up and just learn more about the music industry. And he was like a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he invited me over to his house, and like I started going to his house on the weekends, and he taught me how to record music mm-hmm. he taught the program we're using right now to record this logic so he's he did what you are doing for me 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah. like every weekend I would go and he'd right. be making songs and he'd be teaching right. me. And then he eventually got me an internship <laughs> right. with Riptide. So I interned for them it, while right. I was still in college. Right. Um, and then six months after I graduated, somebody from Riptide left and Alan got me a job there. Like Lovely. he fought to get me a job. He's like, Hey, like there's an opening and he got me the job nice. um, or helped get me the job. And yeah, he's, I'm still friends with, with him to nice. today. We still talk every week nice, or, nice. you know, most weeks. And he's, yeah, he was, he was, he was a really big uh, mentor to me. Nice, so. nice, nice. So when you landed that first job, what were your feelings? I was stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was cool. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun in the beginning. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, I it got to the point where I was working really hard and like, it was, it was a couple, like a year and a half in, it started to get really difficult cause you know, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was successful there. Um, Oh, nice. But Very I nice. was, yeah. I mean, at least in the beginning and right. then, um, but I was working really hard. Like I was commuting from Sherman Oaks to Culver city. It was like an hour. Oh, so long. this was your work was in Culver city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I, that's why I eventually. And where in Sherman Oaks did you live? On near the higher path on Hazeltine, ah. like right up the street from there. That Ralph's over there. Oh. Yeah, on Hazeltine. Right, yeah, yeah, I know Hazeltine. It's uh, Sherman Oaks Park, all that. Yeah, right Goes across by from the Joe's, park. Yeah. Right across from the park. Yeah, yeah like yeah, right yeah. across the yeah, street yeah, from yeah, yeah. Um, And so, so yeah, and I, but, I, you know, I would have to drive back after work, go to band practice. We were practicing three times a week, so it was like I'd practice. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, be at work. Band practice in Culver City again? No, in Sherman Oaks. Ah. Or actually in Van Nuys. We had nice. practice space, so it would be right. like... Commute, work nine to five, fight an hour of traffic to work, fight an hour of traffic the way back, go straight to band practice, wow. practice till, you know, 11 and you night, 10, 11. It was, it was, I burnt out. It was a little bit, it was, it was fucking grind. Did you, I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed it though. Cause you were learning so, ah, but no, it was a grind too much. Of I enjoy, I enjoyed it. But you, you, you know, when you're a kid, when you're young in your early twenties, you think you don't have a limit. You're like, right. I can just push it. I can push it. I can push it. I can right. push it. Like, fuck it. Why not? Right. And I was just saying yes to everything. Right. Um, and then before I knew it, you start, you gradually start to burn out. And mm-hmm. then it got to the point where I'm like, dude, I was drinking so much fucking coffee. Right. And, you know, I was getting fucking drunk right. on the weekends. Like, right. I have, like, one... Because we had band practice on weekends, too. Right. And then we'd have shows. Yeah, you get together, you drink is, like, obvious. Yeah, I'd have, like, maybe Friday night off, maybe Saturday night after, like, a long week of stress. So I would just fucking get wasted. Right. And I was trying to get laid. Right. And, it, you know, it came to a head. I was right. trying to get, you know, right. aggressive. And, right. uh yeah, eventually I got in a fight and got arrested. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, okay, <laughs> all right, that is new, okay. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast. Okay, yeah. No, no, it didn't go on my record, but okay. I, I fucking, uh, yeah, like I spent a night in jail oh, in the, in the drunk tank okay. one night, and that that was definitely a tipping point where I was like, okay, dude, like, ah. you need to calm this down. Right. And, uh, yeah, I ended up quitting the job. I right. tried, Well, I tried to quit, but mm-hmm. they, like, I think they knew I was going to come back. So they, they, they gave me like a sweet deal. Like they were mm-hmm. like, dude, why don't you just work from home whenever you want? And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Like I can work like two hours a day. They're like, yeah, <laughs> you can work two hours a day. Just like do music searches and music searches mean somebody, you know, from a TV station or something. Uh, they say, Hey, like we need this type of music. Can you do a search through your library and make me a playlist of like, mm-hmm. you know, jazz piano that I can use in the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was really easy cause I knew the catalog of music really well. So I had for a while when I was 24, 25, I, I had moved to Culver city 
So I w- I could just wake up and I could work whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So like I could work two hours in the morning. Oh, you moved to Kalu City. Nice. Yeah. And so that was that was wow. a sweet gig. Yeah. Like I was able to work whenever I wanted. And I had more time to work on my music and. Um, so what? Uh, that was awesome. You you said you had a successful time at Reptide. Why would you want to leave though? Why did you want to leave? After well, they didn't really reward me ah, right. in the right way. Right. I I I sort of got a little jaded after right. this one. I had this one big success when I was, I think I was like twenty three. So I was really new. Again, jaded meaning jaded what, meaning what mean? like mm-hmm. um, how do you describe jaded? Like, just like. <laughs> When you're no longer, you're no longer innocent. Ah, like right. you go in there, like yeah, like I'm really excited, and then something bad happens, and then you become yeah, like, you're like ah, oh, okay, this is, this is reality is. hits you exactly, ah. and you get sort of like pessimistic a little bit. Right. So like yeah, oh yeah, I've gone through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been nice, too nice, and kind, and then boom, you get oh okay, now you got to take stock of what's going on. Exactly. Right. So um, yeah, there was this one thing I, I was working really really hard and there's this one thing i got i got a license for like a it was a chase bank commercial right. and it was ah. it was for fifty thousand dollars for them to use one song fifty thousand dollars and oh wow the company they gave me a little bonus because i was working on salary but they gave me a little bonus but it, it was nothing right. they didn't give me shit and i remember thinking like damn like i just made you I think they took half of it. So, like, I just made them 25 grand in a day. And I'm like, you're going to give me that? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, bitch, I, I can hard, I'm trying to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, I make you that much money. I knew how much I made them in a day. Mm-hmm. And how much were you paid for that gig? For that, the bonus? Mm-hmm. They gave me, like, a couple hundred bucks for the bonus. They got 25K and they give you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. They were paying me a salary, uh, a, a dog shit salary. But I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to blame them. Like right. the music industry is rough. Like right. I'm not going to. I'm not. I don't want to talk shit on the company. Right. Like they're running a business. It's a really tough industry. Right. Um, but nonetheless, it jaded me because I'm like, I can barely pay my rent. Like right. I'm working my ass off. I know I picked music as an industry. I don't want to complain. Right. But something. It, it. It's not that I was mad about it. It did something to my psyche. Right. Like it did this. Like, dude, right. you are right. busting your fucking ass. And it was like, a moment. It was a moment, and it, it weighed on me. Like, right. I, if they would have given me, let's just say, if they would have given me more money to the point where I was like, oh, my right. God, this is, I would have been way more motivated. Mm-hmm. But when I remember after that happened, I was gradually, it was just kind of downhill. I was like, oh, well, what's the fucking point? Like, mm-hmm. why am I hitting up all these people? Like, where do, what do I get from this? Mm-hmm. And I remember asking them for a raise. Mm-hmm. They gave me, like, two grand more <laughs> a year after mm-hmm. I've been working. And I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out. Yeah, I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, <laughs> and I then how much in taxes? <laughs> in California, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> two grand a year, damn. Yeah, and it's 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 yeah, like that was my raise right? <laughs> after yeah. after like after doing good. After, yeah, after doing really well. And I remember my boss telling me he's like, "Oh, we're not giving raises. Nobody's getting raises around here." And I was like, "Dude, <laughs> suck a fucking dick." <laughs> like, just suck, looking back, I'm yeah, like, suck, back. A, "Suck a fucking dick, dude!" Right, like, right. literally, suck a fucking dick. Right. Like, I know. Right. I mean, I get it's one thing to run a business, but like. It's also one thing to just to be, be a cheap. fucking cheap asshole. Right, yeah. Right. And like, I think pe- when people are young, like you should, you know, obviously they haven't put them, the, they haven't put them the work. So it's like, obviously they're not, they shouldn't be get getting as much, but you need, you should encourage them. It's yeah. like, it's good for everybody. You should walk on over them and, and, and crush their, what's that? You should not walk over them and crush their soul. Exactly. You shouldn't crush their soul. Right. That's, I think that's the key. Right. And it's like. 
it's good for the ecosystem. And right. there's a lot there was a lot of people in that industry where they were just crushing the souls of right. fucking right. maybe not I mean the workers right. sort of, but like it was a vibe. It was like this this it's the music industry's rough. Like right. ever since, you know, big record labels crashed after like Napster and everything. Right. You know, nobody buys CD right, anymore. Right, 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 right. The value of music, it's people are just like, oh, anybody wants to make music, we can just pay them nothing for right. it, right? <laughs> um, right. And I don't know, I, I saw that certain people in, in the industry, like, don't get me wrong, there's people who are really fucking cool right. and were like, I care about the music, I care right. about the quality right. of the music. Right. But there was also certain people who were like, like you know, right. l- let's take even more from yeah, the artists. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're making a song. Ugh, God, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be like the complain jaded <laughs> right. thing. But like, right. I'll give you an idea. I'll give you just yeah, an idea for maybe. yeah. Because yeah. I want, yeah, yeah. I want people to know. Right. I want people to know. Right. Like I, there was a show on NBC, right. and I, I, I did jingles. And in the official trailer for the NBC show, I remember driving by on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, the show had like Nick Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler in it, right? Ooh. Big show, right? Right. I remember seeing the billboard, like mm-hmm. primetime NBC new show. Mm-hmm. In the official trailer, mm-hmm. I they put two of my songs that I made, two mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Guess guess how much I made on that? A hundred bucks, couple hundred bucks, less. Oh, what the? F- yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, I'd have to look at my statement. I made like sixty-eight bucks. Sixty-eight bucks, for like sixty-eight dollars. Oh damn! Yeah. For that show, having two songs in the trailer, two, two, they were instrumentals, but two, two fucking songs. Two songs. It's like I made them on this computer with right. this program in right. my bedroom. Right. And 68. it gets on a prime time trailer. It's like you're gonna pay me sixty-eight. Like that's not good for anybody. Like, that's not good for. That's bad for the fucking world. Like it's just not. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. And I, and and the vibe was like, oh, you're making music, like you're, but it's like that was fucking, that was a lot of work, man. Right. Like that was a lot of fucking work, and so many people didn't get that. Like right. I was lucky because I worked at the company, right. so I could sometimes send my right. own music for them to consider. And there's just something wrong. Like nobody's to blame. Right. No one person's to blame. But like, it's just not good, man. Like right. it's not good for society to treat artists like that. Right, right, you right, know? right. Especially, especially when artists are are extremely important for the uh, the world's, uh, you know, mental health. Yeah, yeah. Because an artist creates ways for people to express themselves inspires so every artist is trying to express himself or herself through her or his art and if you crush the soul of an artist then i think the society gets affected in some ways yeah in ways that are like that you can't see that you can't see but you they can't they see creep but up over you, time. yeah you, you, yeah the energy the negativity the cuz artists are you know are key cuz they, yeah. they they are cuz people with other professions they are doing logical jobs that are needed for the society to function yeah but artist jobs or an artist's work really fires the soul which is extremely important for inner health mental well-being the society to do well yeah 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 and there's yeah there's really there's not i mean in some sense artists are exalted and respected and right. celebrated but it's a it's a small sliver of them. Right. Like when you're a musician, it's not necessarily like oh that's that's a right. respectable job. As if 
somebody was, was, you know, say like a lawyer or a doctor. Right. It's like, oh, you're a lawyer or a doctor. And it's like, obviously, you know, like those, p- those professions are very respectable. Right. And, but I just think there needs to be like a more balance, a balance, a balance, yeah. a, a balance for, of respect as well. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that respect <laughs> could be like, you know, like, yeah, I think, um, it, find a way to make it like a little more the like, money. Yeah, there's a money thing. The money, because yeah, what do I do with all the respect if I'm an artist and I can't pay my rent? Yeah, and again, I don't want to complain because there's ways to be innovative right, and and, right. and make money. It's just again, there's a difference between like you know what right. I'm an artist and I realize that music isn't the most lucrative career, and so I'm gonna make less than right. other people. But then there's a step down where it's like you're just slapping me in the fucking face. Right. right. right? Like, it's <laughs> right. like I, I succeeded. I served your right. your product. Right. You have tons of money right. because you're NBC. Right. Or I, I, I don't want to sh- shit on NBC because right. I don't know if they're not setting the rates. Right. But it's a huge production. Right. Right. And it's like right. there's money there. Right. And you, you're picking this song. It's serving your, your, your the visual media. It's serving the trailer. It's serving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to par because mm-hmm. you used it, mm-hmm. and there's just something amiss with the system when it's like you make sixty eight dollars right. off right. of off right. of that because it's right. like especially given the um, how hard it is to do that right. of all the songs competing. Right, it's like yeah, it was it was it was a great fit, and and, right. and it's it's a, it's a bizarre industry because in the different sectors, like I've seen certain commercials where it's like if they use the song they could use the same song and if it's like a car commercial the budget could be like hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. so there was opportunity to make a lot of money but it was just so bizarre because usually um the the value of the art was contingent upon so many factors Mm -hmm. right like when i made those certain songs it was like okay like this is X amount of years of experience. It took me this long to mix the song. It took me this long to come up with the concept, play the, perform the instruments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but the value—it's not just like, oh, I sell this desk. This desk right. is two hundred dollars. It's like, right? Okay, this song used in this trailer is sixty-eight dollars. This song potentially <laughs> used in this car commercial is ten thousand right. dollars. And it's like yeah, what right. is like right. it's it's so right. it's it's so bizarre. Right. It's unlike uh, other industries. Right, right. So what are your learning lessons from that? Let's let's uh, so that happened to you then you faced obstacles. You worked in Reptide for for five years? About five years. Five, yeah. About five years and then and then you move out of that company because of the experiences that you've had and then you start working for this YouTube guy. For yeah. I mean, there's a little in between that. Uh-huh. I was I was working from home. Uh-huh. Then they offered me a job to come back because uh-huh. I got an investment. Right. And then I accepted the job. Right. To be a higher position, like to be the manager, a manager. Mm-hmm. And then I accepted Ooh, the job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, and then I, I went to Europe for three months. Oh, nice. Or, or about two, actually two months. For, for work? No, just for fun. Wow. I, t- I told them I accepted the job and I said, I'll accept the job, but I'm starting. Nice. In right, a couple, I'm going right. to Europe for two right, months. So right, I went right. to Europe for two months. Nice. Came back, worked there for eight months. Uh-huh. Then I stopped working there. And then, right. then that's when I started working mm-hmm. for, for Marty. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nice. 
So you've been working. Uh, so what do you? Uh, what's what's keeping you busy now? The guitar, 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 the teaching, uh, the teaching, um, and then Mr. Max doing Mr. The, Max. The these two live performances. Yeah, those are my two two main things. Right. And uh, are those your main uh, sources of income? How would you? What what were your, what are your learning lessons from? from the days there and uh, what do you see your future like like where, what's your plan what's your strategy <laughs> my strategy with mr max and with what what are your thoughts i mean yeah he couldn't i would understand if, if you don't have it clear but no uh, no I do, I yeah. do i do i do have a strategy right. it's like my my strategy is make the best art that i can right okay and i find that as i do that things start to fall into place. Right. Right. Like I have, I have a manager and like, you know, like we've been, we're releasing these songs and we have a, a song that we think is particularly strong. Okay. And I noticed that like, as you just work on the quality of the art and you just, I mean, you have to have like a, a kind of general business strategy, mm-hmm. but it's hard to say because right. things don't, especially with the music, things don't pan out mm-hmm. the way you plan them ever. It's always sort <laughs> of like, all right, get in the studio, right. do the best thing you can, see who likes it. And, right. and, and luckily, you know, with this last release, we got on like a, a official Spotify playlist, Okay, which okay. nice, yeah, nice, nice. which that helps a lot with the generating the plays and, um, people coming ah. to know your brand. So, so you're saying Mr. Max is, is in a playlist? Yeah, actually right now. So yeah, let's talk about Mr. Max project. <laughs> I've heard the, like you, you we've we've heard this the listeners have heard Mr. Max project like five times. What is the project? What is Mr. Max project? It's a band. It's, it's my a band. band. Okay. It's my band. Yeah. Um when did it start? Uh, yeah. Started in 2017. I started 2017. when I was still in Atomic Walrus, I started recording songs in my bedroom in Culver City mm-hmm. and I had so much experience um so Mix, you create mixing songs. and recording. Yeah, I had so much experience recording because I recorded Atomic Walrus uh, on this laptop, right. actually. Like, a lot of our... By recording, you mean um, guitar or... What, uh, drum, no, guitar, drums. Using this interface, that's why we have ah, so many plugins. We right. record a drum set, uh-huh. and then we would, I would record my guitar, hook up a mic like this, put it up to my amp, record, and we record it all into the computer so your uh, your your music your band friends would come over they'd play their part or you guys would play your parts and then you guys would record it that way yeah okay yeah separately and then um oh separately oh they do their stuff uh, separately you do your sub- stuff yeah, sep- and yeah, you guys combine separately. stuff oh yeah yeah hmm. and so yeah i have like tons of files on here just like all the songs and demos and how like, do you guys coordinate like that like when they are doing their bit you're doing your bit how do you combine like for a particular song Usually you record the drums first. So like we write the song, like we, we, you have the song down and ready to go. And then we say, okay, we're going to do the drums. And, and you're the one who's writing songs for your Mr. Max project. For Mr. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I do the way it works with Mr. Max is I do a demo, meaning like I'll do, I'll re- just record a demo version. You know what I mean by that? A demo version. Okay. Um, I'm guessing, like not the final version, right? Yeah, final. Yeah, not the final. Like version. I'll, I'll, I'll get like an idea. <laughs> I'll get an idea down, and right. I won't focus so much on like the performance. Like I won't have to get the the, uh, you know, like the right. tone of my voice right. perfectly. Right. Or, like right. I don't have to get the guitar part. But perfect. you know the tune. You know what goes where. Yeah, and I right. record it like a demo version right. on my laptop. Right. Uh, for the Mr. Max project, and like I'll put fake drums in there. I'll program fake drums, 
and then I go to the studio and I, I work in a studio um, where I like, you know, I pay a producer mm-hmm. and then we go in there and like, you know, the band will learn the song mm-hmm. and then we'll go in there and we'll record the, uh, we'll record the, the song in the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do but, you have uh, studios that uh, you have tie ups with that gives you, give you better mm-hmm. offers and stuff or? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I can't uh, give away my deals, man. My secrets. No, I, yeah, I, I go to, uh, to barefoot recording. Where, where is that? It's in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Is that like a popular one that everyone goes to or did you, um, did you have a relationship pretty, with that? Pre- yeah, it's a pretty, pretty famous studio. Like a lot of big, they did a lot of big records there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, t- tell us more about Mr. Ma- uh, what should people know about Mr. Max Project? Um, What should people know about the Mr. Max Project? Uh, We're releasing new music. <laughs> new music. <laughs> so it just yeah. came out with a new song a couple, couple weeks ago called Sidekick. Sidekick, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to listen to it. I've been watching your stories on it, yeah. and yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's, you know, meaning to play that. Yeah, go, yeah. go to that. Yeah. Oh, nice. So tell us about Sidekick, because I've, I've, I've observed that, uh, I noticed that uh, you got pretty good response there. Yeah, that was the one that got on the playlist. Right. So that helps a lot. Um, you know, shout out to Spotify for doing that. Yeah, nice, they didn't have nice, to do that, and nice. that was, it means a lot to right. to help out. How did it reach? Uh, how did Spotify notice it? And how did you? What happened? Um, I I emailed somebody. Nice, <laughs> good job, good job, good job. Yeah, right, try, try. But yeah, yeah, I emailed somebody. Um, had a contact. I, I don't want to go into the specifics, right? right. But, but yeah, like, you made it happen. Yeah, it's somebody I don't know, but right. somebody who works there, and okay. um, they they just like. They just like my last two songs, uh, so right, it's right. it's it's good. Nice. That, and you know, it, it's really encouraging because she didn't have to do that, and right. um, and it's just encouraging because it's, I don't have a huge Spotify following, so it, it's good right. to know that it's like it's good. To, like this is sort of the flip side of you know. I know I was talking a bunch of smack on the music <laughs> industry, but again, there there are people who are super cool and right. like who care about who are in positions of power, right. who do care about artists right. and do care about. You know, people putting in the work right. um, and rewarding that. Right. You know, not to say like you know, right, 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 but right. like, there's people who, if they like an artist and they're like, "This is a good song," and I enjoy this, I don't care that the person has like 200 monthly listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Because it could it could be a situation where it's like, you know, whoever the the big uh, company or the big Marketing. artist with a lot of backing, yeah, with a lot of backing. Oh, let's just put them on all the playlists, right. and there's a degree of that. And some of those artists are really good. Some of those artists are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong, but but it it should be like a fair. Everybody should have right. a fair shot, right. right? Like if you write a good song, it, it shouldn't matter what your background is or whether you have the funding because of the internet, right? Right. And some things can blow up organically, but other things, it's like it. There's a lot of support you can get, and one of those is is getting an official one of these official Spotify playlists because it just right. You know, hundreds of thousands of people follow those playlists, so. right? Right. It helps, you know, people get exposure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Nice. So Mr. Max uh, and this. Beautiful. Beautiful. For, for the listeners out here, um, uh, Max and I met at a meditation event. How uh, Have you been meditating uh, often? How did you... Uh, I've been meditating often, yeah. Because uh, uh, we've had conversations in the past where I've... I've noticed you say that your meditation is really helping you with, with your current uh, current state of of where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's going on with that, and and uh, and how is meditation helping you? Um, 
Well, yeah, I've been meditating for, you know, on and off throughout my 20s. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's had certain certain benefits for me. Um, but lately, I when I really started to get into meditation, it was like, I just, you know, I've just been sp- experiencing right a lot of anxiety uh-huh. over these past, I, I had like, I just had a really big panic attack in February, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was going through a lot of life changes and right. like, I think the stressors just kind of put me over the top. Right. Um, and it put me in a state of such high anxiety that what, what put you on the top? Say that again. Just the life stressors. The stressors, right? right? Like there was a lot of things going right, on. Right, right, And and I experienced this anxiety, right. and then I had a panic attack, right. basically like a really big one. Right. Um, and and then after the panic attack, like I was still experiencing really high anxiety, and I didn't really even know why. Right. Like there was not. It was not just like oh this event I'm afraid of this. It was like. I was in an anxiety cycle right. and like, I didn't know why. Right. And I, so I, I was kind of frantic to like explore ways to, to mm-hmm. cope with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meditation was one of the things that I, mm-hmm. I worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you skate as well. Like skateboard. Yeah. Have you, uh, do you skate? Uh, yeah. d- does it help you therapeutically or is it just a fun activity? It's just kind of a fun activity. Mm-hmm. I used to skate as a kid a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that was like my thing. Now when I, when you see me skating, I'm sort of just skating right. down to the beach to, to right. meditate with guys. <laughs> right, right. Um, right. But I, I, I do hike a lot That's, right. and you know, just walk and right. hike, uh, right. right. That, that helps with the medit with the, right. with the anxiety. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the anxiety's gotten a lot better. Like nice, I'm, I'm, nice. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better. Nice. But the yeah, the meditation was it was something I was exploring, and I explored a lot of things, and that was one of the things. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed that there's just so much about it that kind of changes the way you. View, I want to say yeah, the way you view yourself and the way you view you view life. Mm-hmm. Um it, it kind of creates that distance and you know about this. It right. creates that distance between your, your thoughts mm-hmm. and who you are, the witness right. of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like, you know, kind of a hokey concept <laughs> to people who yeah, haven't, <laughs> yeah, who haven't delved into right. it. But like when you have like an insane, anxious mind, right. that's giving you tons of intrusive <laughs> thoughts that you don't want. Right. Um, it's really helpful to realize that you're not your thoughts. Right. Right. You know, and right. most people, most people, and especially in our society, they identify with their thoughts because we're taught that the the thinking mind is, mm. oh, the thinking mind is so great. It creates iPhones. It does this, that, and the other thing, which it is great. It's like, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that mm-hmm. makes humans what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's our, arguably our strongest asset right. when compared to other species. Right. But the thinking mind also fucking <laughs> destroys the world and right. causes genocide and kills right. people. So, right. Like we have to use it in a way we have to realize that there's a dark side to it. Mm-hmm. We can't put all of our, all of our eggs in one basket and just be like, Oh, this thing that thinks like, da, 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 like this is us. This is who we are. Like we must follow it at all costs. And I realized from a young age because of, you know, it's certain intrusive thoughts I had and like kind of struggling with like OCD and anxiety mm-hmm. that sometimes your mind is full of shit. Like sometimes your mind's a fucking right. liar right. and it plays tricks on you right. and you need to use it to, it's best to use it to benefit yourself. Right. And it's sometimes it's really hard, especially in the society we live in where nobody talks about it in Western society. Um, namely right. that nobody, nobody ever talks about that. They right. never tell you in school, like 
oh, your mind's going to do some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind's going to convince <laughs> yeah, you of things that are not real. It's weird. They, uh, they didn't. They don't teach us about our own existence, mind, meditation, spirituality growing up. Because it's such an important aspect. No, they teach you math. Like, I mean, if you're an engineer, it's important. But it's like, but yeah, I if know. I'm, yeah, Trig- yeah. Tr- trigonometry. What's that? Trigonometry. Trigonometry. Like pre-calculus and pre-calculus. Like, what, right. what the fuck am I going to use that for? But, yeah. you know, I could I could use... Meditation. How to not... To, yeah, how to, to, feel how to not jump off a fucking bridge. I know. Like, yeah. And again, it's like, it's one of those things where... Um, it's beneficial to the society, right? Right, where it's like it doesn't seem that beneficial in the moment. Like when we were right. talking about with supporting artists, right? Um, right. It's sort of the same thing. It's like right. if you have a population that is stressed out and anxious and doesn't know how to manage their emotions, mm-hmm. they're they're going to be far less uh, productive. Like right. it's a good, it's positive even when you're thinking mm-hmm. about it right. through like an right. economic right. growth yeah. efficiency yeah. lens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If people are having panic attacks, if they are scared, if they have anxiety and you're not teaching, giving them tools to deal with it, yeah. then uh, how are they going to be perform at their optimum level? Exactly. Right? And then that's going to affect, it's going to be a ripple effect because... We live in a part of a society. We live in a society, so we will yeah. rub off on every person we meet, and then that person will rub off on every other person he meets. So it's going to be exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's another thing we don't yeah. talk. We don't talk about right. is like we we live in this interconnected web, yeah, and like we think that we are living by ourselves in the world. <laughs> no, not at all. We're, we're tribal animals, and right. it's like something as little as like if you're depressed, like your kids are more likely to be depressed. Right. Right. If you're depressed, your friends are more likely right. to be depressed. Right. Um, even the person, you know, you encounter in the parking lot yeah. at Starbucks. Right. He'll see your depressed face and, <laughs> yeah. he'll, you know, you give that energy and it passes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, there's, there's not, I mean, I don't mean to, I don't want that to be interpreted in a way. It's like, if you're feeling depressed, it's fine. It's, yeah. Like you're not a burden right. on other right. people. Right. But, but like, it's important to at least learn the tools and maybe, you know, maybe the society could look at equipping people with exactly. the right tools at an earlier age to deal with this. Exactly. And you have a conversation about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, as we said earlier, it's okay to make mistakes, to be sad. It's okay totally. to be human and feel the way we feel. At least yeah. Yeah. Uh, the least we can do is, as, as humans is to, to share those skills and tools at an early age. Yeah. Yeah. To people so that they can. And ta- talk about more than teach, teach younger people that like life is more than just money and career. More than money and career. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or or getting married or just being here at a certain time and, you know, getting a house or, I mean, it, it's all that very, it's extremely important, yeah, but totally, totally. But, uh, more than that, life is more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Much there, more there than that. Be, yeah. Like an emphasis yeah. on, and, and I find that like people do talk about that, but it's always so vague. Right. Right. It's never like, here's some cool things you can do. Like you can right. do this and develop your right. creativity in this way or explore your sexuality in this right. way or explore, whatever like your spirituality in this way like it's always kind of pushed to the side and like you have to go find it on your own but when it comes to like working it's like do it like this here's a million (laughs) tutorials like you cannot make mistakes yeah you cannot make mistakes like like we will have a a thousand round of interviews for you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and if you make a mistake I'm sorry I'm gonna look at you rudely and you're not good you are not you don't deserve to live exactly (laughs) take a log of every time you interact with anybody over email and we're gonna analyze this data to the T it's like 
it's like what are we doing here right it's like what right. we don't we don't ask the deeper questions enough right, right. like we're so and I mean, it's good. We're, we're programmed to be practical because we come evolutionarily. We, we right. come from a background where it's like you need to be practical to, to survive. But I think as we get into this modern era where there's going to be tons of automation and stuff right. and people need to be fulfilled and they need to. And I think that's a huge part of the mental health crisis right. that we're experiencing is right. people. We, we're so disconnected from our roots as humans. Right. Like. And it's, it's pretty obvious and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but something's going on. It's like, right. we're not meant the levels of depression, anxiety, and mental health issues. It, it's not, there's, that's not, I have a feeling that it's like people were not, people, th- those rates are not, um, what they would be mm-hmm. in a natural state, you know, in caveman days, right. so to speak. Right, they're, right, They're right. a product of something. It's like if you lock a dog in a in a room right. where it can't run and do its thing, or, or like a horse or whatever, right. um, keep it in a stable and it can't run free, it's going to become depressed. So right. it's like, I, I think that's happening to the human psyche. Right. In The balance is getting lost. The balance is getting lost, yeah. Right, because we, we all, in, in terms of developing, 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 it's too much of development. Too much of technical, technical, technical technology. Yeah. yeah. Too much, yeah, like control. Too not much. Not enough letting yeah. go. Yeah, no, the world world is, yeah, now IT and social media and controlled. That yeah, way. yeah. Predicting everything. Predicting. Everything is a controllable <laughs> thing. Everything's meant for growth and, and like, right. infinite growth. Right. It's right. like, you right. must right. perform, continue, continue, continue. And it's like, where is this going, man? Right. Like, what, 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 what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're right. going to destroy... I mean, I'm sounding like a total fucking hippie. Like we're gonna—I right. I, I never talk about this kind of stuff, but it's right. like this. As I talk about it, this is what I believe. It's like right. we will—we're just destroying the planet, and then it's like let's go to fucking Mars and do the <laughs> same thing. It's like what the, what the fuck? Like not that—not to hate on you right. know right on people Elon who Musk are doing whatever, yeah, like, yeah. It's cool to explore and go right. to Mars, but it's like we need and we need people like them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, to save us, to save but us, to say, <laughs> but, to say, but that that mentality of like let's right. fucking destroy the place yeah. we live and yeah. the the earth that we came from and then just go to, fuck it go to another place to do the same thing yeah, we are smart we'll find new places yeah <laughs> which is good like that's something that's um interesting about humans is that right. we are very adaptable right and like we do solve problems and we, and we come up with right. extremely innovative solutions and that's beautiful but but again, it's like that that unquenchable greed or that unquenchable – it's not even the – I mean, it is the, the unquenchable greed or whatever. But, I, you know, I don't want to sound like the typical like, – right. you know, I'm not, I'm not anti right, right. being an entrepreneur. I'm not right. anti-business. I, I mean, I am a little anti-big business. Right. But, right. but um, it's the, un, the unexamined mm-hmm. just pursuit. It's like we, sh- we should have a board meeting here as right. humans and be like, wait, wait, wait. What do we want? What do we need? <laughs> What and the fuck are we yeah, doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, and right. like, let's aim towards that. It's like, but I, my experience working in f- for businesses was like, there was this tacit understanding, which it's just like, let's just make as much money as we can. Right. And it's never talked about. And like, I, that's the world we live in. I get right. it. But that comes at a cost. Right. As I grew up, though, I, I do see uh, uh, some light uh, in this area, as in, I have been meeting a lot of people and I do see through Instagram, through social media, through whatever. There are a lot of us in the world as well. People like, you know, people who want to 
change the way the society lives. So I I do see some hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what else? I wanted to know a little, a few more things about you. I okay. um, I've heard that uh, you've talked about the fact that you are dating someone. <laughs> do you have a girlfriend what's your relationship situation <laughs> as of last night no. oh damn <laughs> okay all right okay oops did i touch something <laughs> no, no a little bit a little, a little bit, bit. Um, oh, oops no it's okay yeah, yeah. i just, i don't know i i'm not really dating anybody right now no okay okay <laughs> all right yeah let, let's move on no no relationship but okay in terms of relationship how how's your relationship with your siblings and with your parents growing up and and now um, and what have you learned from them and uh and what do you look for in relationships in the future what have i learned from my family um how are you guys like ti- a, are you guys tight yeah yeah, yeah i'd say i'm tight i'm tight yeah with nice. my nice. with my parents nice um but i mean that's just such a broad question cuz right. I've, i've learned so much from it yeah yeah um, um Let's say can we can uh, we whittle it down a little bit like yeah um let's say um in terms of uh, you know the person you are how much of it you've learned uh, f- and from w- from seeing what they did right and from seeing oh they could have done things differently how much have people in your life mm. influenced you in what you are and the kind of people you want to surround with yourself with um okay so as that relates to my parents mm-hmm Um I would say I I've learned a lot I've learned a lot from them in terms of like not in terms of paving your own way mm-hmm. and not really again yeah like questioning society and like right. saying like oh why can't I do right. the things I want to do right right like my dad especially is very like I mean my mom's like that too right my mom's actually very much like that right um she's kind of like I want to do this is I want to do these things my way and I'm going I'm going to like fuck fuck what people are telling me like right. i'm going to try my hand at this right. or not nece- yeah not necessarily just accepting what you're told and taking right. it at taking it at face value because those are the quote unquote rules right. right right so that that definitely had a big impact on me as a kid like questioning the system questioning right. what i was told questioning right. um societal norms right um almost like to a fault i mean like right, I was, right. i'm very very just anti uh-huh. i was always very anti what everybody else was doing mm-hmm. and that you can take that too far right, to be right, to be right, fair right um but that it's also useful in right. in doses mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. i got a lot of that from my parents um what else also just facing your fears and like i i don't know both of my parents are very adventurous people mm-hmm. um and i don't know i don't know that i know i have those genes cuz mm-hmm. i'm very adventurous mm-hmm. but i'm also very i'm also very anxious mm-hmm. at in certain elements and it's like i have this i have a pretty deep anxiety within me but it it lays dormant like mm-hmm. it's like when it's aroused mm-hmm. it can get out of control mm-hmm. um to an extent or or can not out of control it can be very limiting in mm-hmm. in subtle ways um but i also have like this crazy adventurous side i don't know how much of it is genetic how much of it is um influenced by my parents but i suspect that it's like mm-hmm. you know they say 
you have a bunch of genes, but right. certain your environment can act can actually activate certain genes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a certain situation, certain genes activate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this theory that you know, had I had different parents, um, that perhaps like my adventurous genes, you know, wouldn't mm-hmm. have been activated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, in certain situations when I was anxious as a kid you know, my parents would push me. Like my dad would be like, oh, we're going right. fucking scuba diving. Right, and like, right. if I was nervous about it, it's right. like, I didn't question it. Cause I knew we were going scuba diving. So right. I was like, I'd figure out the way right. to not be anxious and just go scuba diving right. and face the fears. And again, it goes back to that fear of like public speaking, right. you know, like I was encouraged to, I was always encouraged to go towards the fear. Right. right? Nice. So it's like, if I have, so that's why it's like, I just maxed that out. I was like, well, right. okay, what's the scariest thing you can do as right. a public speaker? Right. What are you afraid right. of? People judging you. Yeah. Okay. How about add a guitar to that? <laughs> add, add singing to, singing that, to that and oh, add man. all of your personal uh, yeah. demons and insecurities in, and that. go scream them into a microphone know, at people. Right. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. And it was never conscious, but right. I, I feel like subconsciously that, Mm-hmm. that's where that took me in. And, and I think I got a lot of that from my parents. Right. Right. Yeah. How was growing up in uh, Southern California? Like it was awesome. It was awesome. Man. Yeah. Did I, didn't, I didn't realize how awesome it was until I left briefly. The reason I asked immediately you is, came back. <laughs> I remember I had a conversation with you and this girl from DC the other day who came for the meditation and, and you, you said, I'm a California boy. So when you say that, what do you mean? And how much of California's effect it influenced you? Oh, shit. <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this, even though, like the way I talk, it's right. people say I, I sound very California when uh, I talk. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, a lot, man. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a pussy when it comes to any, <laughs> anything but like the optimal weather. <laughs> for one. For okay. one. Right. Um, What's your full name, Mr. Max? My name is Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell Cohen, yeah. Maxwell Cohen. Yeah. Maxwell Theodore Cohen. Theodore Cohen. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you come from a Jewish background. Yeah. And your parents, they said, uh, you said, are from uh, your dad grew up in New York and your mom yeah. was in? Mom grew up Southern California. Southern California. She's from, yeah. born in Ohio, but came here when she was like five or six. What's your lineage if you do a 23 and me and... Um... Jewish, but uh-huh. uh, it's pretty interesting. On my my on my dad's side, there were Greek, Greek, Greek but Greek Jewish. So, um, which actually were were called Sephardic Jews. Mm-hmm. Which Sephardic Jews are Jews from uh, Spain right. and you know Northern Africa and stuff. It's, it's smaller, smaller than Ashkenazi Jews. Most of the Jews you probably meet are Ashkenazi Jews from Russia and Poland. Right. Um, Okay. It says the storage is almost full, so we should Ooh. probably wrap it up pretty okay, soon. Okay, all right, yeah. But I'll, I'll, we can keep going for a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, originally from Spain. I mean, originally from Israel, but right. Um, Jews from Spain, and then during the Spanish Inquisition, they got kicked out of Spain. Right. Um, and they migrated to, to Greece. So mm-hmm. actually, from like a rare breed of of Jews, there wasn't that many Greek Jews compared to, you know, Russian, Polish, Jew, German Jews. Right, right. So my grandpa's from Greece, mm-hmm. and I actually visited his hometown in northern Greece. Mm-hmm. It's called Castoria. Mm-hmm. There's about a thousand Jews there. Um, right. And almost all of them got wiped out in the Holocaust. I think, like, uh, in my in my grandpa's hometown, I think, like, only, like, oh 35 out of a thousand survived. And he, he left before the war. Ouch. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, and then his my grandma, rest in peace. She just passed away a couple months ago. Um, she uh-huh. she's Russian, Russian Jewish. Uh-huh. And then on my mom's side, my mom, I think my mom is Czech and Polish. So nice. I'm sort of like a mishmash nice. of nice. European. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, and yeah, you, you, um, we noticed that uh, the storage is getting over. So I guess it's time for us to wrap up. Let me uh, <laughs> wrap up with uh, asking you. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on, but I want to ask you this final question that... Uh, so you are 29, you're living this life in Southern California, music. Where do you see yourself? Uh, what next for Mr. Max? And, and, and to add to that, people who are listening to this conversation, where can they find your content? What, what content is out there? And where, you know, what do you want them to listen and watch? Yeah, so I would say what's next is... You know, I, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to continue to uh, teach people guitar. Nice. It's been relatively lucrative lately. And mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy teaching people and, like, you know, watching them grow and, and right. learn music. And um, as far as Mr. Max, what to expect next? I mean, I'm coming out with a music video. I'm going to be releasing a bunch of new songs um, from this last EP. And, you know... Uh, I think I'm get I'm starting to get the inclination to write even more songs, mm-hmm. or like I, I I feel the next project, the next mm-hmm. album, kind of brewing in my head right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that also there's we're gonna start playing shows again because uh-huh. you know COVID right, is right, looks right. like it's coming to an end. So I booked a show uh, July 15th at El Cid, mm-hmm. which is in in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be like our first live show mm-hmm. in a long time. Right, right, um, right. I mean, I that 420 yeah, show. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a real oh, show. Yeah, right, right. Um, but in a long time. I mean, it's, after yeah. pandemic, it's a different yeah. version. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, content-wise, yeah, th- these new songs, you can find them on Spotify, just Mr. Max, M-R dot M-A-X on Spotify, uh-huh. or also on Apple Music, um, and, and SoundCloud as nice. well, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, it's just at Mr. Max Music, M-R-M-A-X-M-U-S-I-C. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, in, in my Instagram, it's like, I have a, a website mm-hmm. or you can go to mrmaxmusic.com. But, there you go. but if you go to my Instagram, click right. on the link in bio, it's like everything there. Like we're right. doing all my music's there. Um, I'm actually doing a fundraiser right now for mental health, mm-hmm. um, through a, an organization called Movember. Mm-hmm. So we're trying right. to raise $5,000. Nice. So, so yeah, if anybody right. wants to donate. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So go to your Instagram. It has all the links to wherever. You yeah, Instagram is kind of like the main hub. Right. And Just, and what's your Instagram again? To, so the uh, at Mr. Max Music. At Mr. Max. M R M A X M U S I C. There you go. There you go. Make a note of that and make sure you follow Mr. Max. And uh, this brings us to the end of our first podcast. Yeah, man. Congrats. I'm excited, dude. I am extremely this is, this excited. Is great. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Max. Uh, Going deep with Sand Deep. Uh, thank you so much for for being such a gracious interviewee. At, Thanks uh, for the opportunity, man. I really enjoyed it. And, and yeah, I'm so grateful for you. And uh, to uh, my listeners, thank you so much for for the time. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and, and getting to learn a little bit about Mr. Max. Follow him, follow his content, uh, go to Instagram. There's a ton of uh, inspirational stuff out there. And if not inspirational, at least you get some entertainment. <laughs> there you go. Any last words, my man? Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Peace out. Sandy, poor Sandy, get a deep breath.
Sandy, 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 Sandy,